the Interesting Life Podcast. I'm your host, Caroline Nadine Helsing, and today we have an exciting guest, Pamela Hayden. She's the voice for so many of the Simpsons characters, such as Milhouse, Jimbo Jones, Rod and Todd Flanders, and more. Although she's particularly known for her beloved character, Milhouse. So I was introduced to Pamela Hayden recently by my friend, Leslie Feibelman, who's the director of programming for the annual Newport Beach Film Festival, which this year begins October 12th and goes through October 19th. Leslie sent me a link to her documentary, Jailhouse to Millhouse, which is appearing in this year's Newport Beach Film Festival and suggested her as a guest for the podcast. And as soon as I saw the trailer for her film, I was intrigued and so inspired by her story that of course I had to have her on. And we got deep. We discussed her navigating through her challenging childhood and how today she speaks to young girls about her journey and how you can turn your life around despite seemingly insurmountable obstacles. We talk about our shared desire to take crazy risks, our love for dogs, her jaunt at stand-up, how she got the job doing voice work for The Simpsons, and even how she relates to her Simpsons character, Millhouse. It was truly a pleasure to talk with her. So please welcome the one and only Pamela Hayden. Thank you for the last oh, yeah. hopping on at a last minute podcast with me. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm I'm thankful for for Leslie to introduce the two of us. <laughs> so sweet. Yeah. So sweet. She's great. Yeah, I've probably known her for about nine years or so. Give I was trying to figure really? out when I met her. Oh, it's been about that long, just through the the uh, Newport Beach Film Festival. So Yeah, I've never actually met her i've talked to okay. her on the phone a lot she's and great. she's lovely yeah she's lovely you know she's she suggested you because uh the podcast is about uh those who have overcome adversity and their road to uh getting to where they are today so you know hopefully those who may be going through a tough time as well can glean some insight from them and you yes. know perhaps feel I a little less alone oh thank and you it's yeah really great yeah oh thank you well, I was yeah. really intrigued when I I saw the tra you know she sent me a, a little clip the trailer and I was intrigued by your your journey and thought it was very inspiring and I love what you're doing today by speaking to young girls, um, and I think you know that's this is this is why we're talking because you have a a new a documentary coming out in the Newport Beach Film Festival. Is this your first documentary? It is. It is. It okay. is. It was a learning experience. <laughs> oh, but I, I love that you're doing it and that this is, even though it's the first time, I mean, I, it's sort of kind of my journey. I'm always jumping th into things that I've maybe never had experience with in the past, but I, I love learning as I go. And I, I, I just think it makes an interesting life. <laughs> so, I think so too. I think well, to to go out of your comfort zone is a yeah, good thing. I agree. One of the I, things I learned about documentaries is, you know, you're going along and you think you know the story and then maybe you have another interview with someone and it just changes the path. So yeah. it's frustrating, but I think it's better for the end result. Yeah. Well, and it keeps it fresh. I mean, it keeps it exciting yeah. for you too. <laughs> you don't quite know how the story is yeah. going to end. So nerve-wracking, nerve-wracking, yeah. but <laughs> how long did it take you from start to finish to 
to uh, from like the inception of the idea to the finished product? Oh, I'd say 1922. Okay. Yeah, that's usually how it is. It's like the idea, oh, maybe I should do something. And then, you know, you talk with people. Is And this is a project that sounds like, is it your husband that I met earlier? Or yeah, he's the yeah, director. The director. Okay, but that's so... Actually, you know, I mean, to be uh, not kidding, it, it took about seven years. Yeah. And we had some you know, curveballs in there like COVID. And we didn't yes. want it to be a COVID movie with people wearing masks. So we had to do a circuitous route around that. Right. Well, that's that's interesting. How did you, did you just stop filming or did you? Yeah, yeah. we stopped filming. Yeah. Well, um, as you know, I haven't seen the film. I've just seen the documentary and I know we don't want to give any spoilers uh in fact i i i want to see it i'm coming i think i'm gonna come is it tuesday what is the evening one tuesday night tuesday night yes okay tuesday night 17th and and it's two two days of screening right so uh, that's 45 and the 18th is three o'clock okay perfect uh so yeah i want to get this out in time so others can have an opportunity to to go see it but uh, i'm excited to to see it um and you know i i can uh give a little backstory of you know what it's about it's uh described as the courageous journey of pamela hayden uh (laughs) you're the voice of (laughs) plucky resilient millhouse on the simpsons and it goes on to, after surviving an abusive boarding school, juvenile jail, as well as other setbacks, Pamela now speaks to teen girls about overcoming obstacles and turning their dreams into reality. And her story is told with great candor and humor. And I just wanted to know if there's anything else you you wanted to share or, uh, about your story. I think. <laughs> I think one of the things where I'm fortunate is I wasn't raised that life is fair. And I think that really helps me as a woman Mm -hmm. because I think a lot of little girls are raised that someone's going to come along and rescue you. And I don't think that helps you as you go along your path. But one of the things that helped me, not, not in juvenile jail, but every other time was having a sense of humor that's gotten me through a myriad of bad times. And I think um, you have to find the thing that works for you and find your passion so you have a direction. Yeah. And I feel like no matter how bad things are, there's always somebody who has it worse than you. And Mm -hmm. I think that's hard when people are going through the struggle. But if they just know there's help on the other side, you don't need to know how how that's going to transpire. You just have to believe that it's going to, and it right. helps you get through the rough times. Yeah. I think a lot of people can relate. I mean, I myself too. I mean, you you can't go through life. You can't make it this far without having those hard times. And um, you're right. Humor does help. I think if I've always said, if you, you know, <laughs> you have to, you have to laugh or you're going to cry, you know, <laughs> and la- laughter definitely <laughs> helps you through. Um, I think everybody, I know I did, has, you're going along on, in your life, on your journey, and you reach a crossroads. And for me, it was very distinct one way or the other. And fortunately, I chose one path because I don't know where I'd be if I hadn't chosen that one. 
but I think your experience and your influences in life help you make those choices. And it doesn't necessarily have to be your given family. It can be somebody whom you look up to, whom you trust. For me, um, I learned my dad was my hero, and he taught me more by example than saying it to me that you got to take risks. And I feel like if you don't try something, then you have no chance of being successful, even though it's scary. But you just have to get yourself out of that comfort zone. In fact, one of the things I did, there was only one thing in show business that scared me to death. So, of course, I had to do it, which was stand-up comedy. Oh, I love it. (laughs) It was a hoot because there was this club in West L.A. called Igby's a long time ago. And I went there, and the first night, there were like 100 people. And I, Mm. like, killed. It was amazing. The second night, I was playing in this little room upstairs from the comedy store called the Belly Room. And not only did I bomb, there were like four people there. There was like one person, you know, uh, almost asleep, one on Quaaludes, two, you know, (laughs) out on parole. Nobody laughed. And I just, you know. So the energy in the room was different. So it got into your head. Yeah. Yeah. It was. And it, it really you know, you get that energy from the audience, like when you're doing a play. And Mm. I got that energy, like, it's basically like, go away, we're not going to (laughs) laugh. Oh, no. Was that your your end to your stand-up journey then? Or did you try again? uh, Yeah, I did some, um, I did some USO tour. And I did do some clubs, you know, after that, just not that many, because mostly it was just to get over my fear. I wasn't interested mm. in being a stand-up comic. Mm. It was just to get over your fear. I like that. I like that. That's yeah, I'm good. I'm a little crazy like that. No, that's good. I'm, I tend to be the same, you know, and it's like, it's not that people who do that, it's not that they're not afraid, but they right. do it anyway. They just do it afraid. And then you can exactly. look back and go, it, you know, you don't, you may not hit every ball out of the park, but when you do and you look back and you go, wow, I did that. Or I at exactly. least attempted and tried. To me, my worst fear is getting to the end and going, I didn't at least try. Exactly. I <laughs> so, feel the same exactly. Yeah. And when I hear people say to somebody who's going on stage, whether it be a play or whatever, and they go, um, and somebody's scared and they say, don't be scared. I think it's ridiculous. I think it's that you're going to be scared. You could go up on your lines. You, somebody could, you know, be heckling you from the audience if it's stand-up. I think it's to know you'll be afraid and to embrace that and know that yeah. you'll get past it. I think the more times you're successful in life, the more you have that toolkit of knowing what to do. Right. That's true. Do you talk about this to your to the children that you, I want to say mentor? I'm a, it seems like you. I I talk about I talk about some of the challenges that I've had, so I so they feel like they can relate to me, mm. and about some of them have such such a tough time or who have had such a tough time. Yeah. Um, they have a lot of obstacles you know, that other people don't have. And I talk to them about how you turn your life around and how Mm. those obstacles won't defeat you and there's a light at the end of the tunnel. 
Yeah. Sorry about that one, right at the end of the tunnel. I was brought up with every um, saying known to God or man, like a cliche, you know? I say it all the time. I actually say, you know, I, I see the light at the end of the tunnel and it's not a train. <laughs> but <laughs> I've said it many times before. <laughs> but let's hope it's not a train. <laughs> But um, yeah, I don't know. I was touched by uh, that uh, portion uh, that I'd heard where uh, I think it was the uh, administrator of the head administrator of your school or, or something saying to your parents that, you know, she'll never amount to anything. And I love that you proved them wrong. I, I mean, I love that. I love that, that you... Obstinate. What's that? I'm that obstinate, yes. <laughs> Yeah. Tell me no, I can't it's do a good it. Trait. I'll do it. Yeah, that's a good trait. Yes, can, you know. <laughs> um, well, I th- I just love how your your journey has kind of led you to where you are now and you I I don't want to share too much, but obviously what's out there is you are the voice actor for um uh, Millhouse most recognizably. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> how? How did you find yourself doing this? I'm assuming you were doing a little voiceover. I know you were an actress or are an actress. Yes. So that makes sense. Yes. Um, but it's a totally I had different field. Yes, I had done well. You're acting without using your body. Although a lot of times I am moving, but not too much because you don't want to be off mic for the engineer. Right. But um I had done a lot of voiceover work, actually. And then I got an audition for um, a, a Simpsons-type voice for somebody to keep Bart company. They had no, they had no intentions of bringing him back um, in the lunchroom, mm-hmm. and it was for a Butterfingers commercial. And okay. then when they went to series, they had me in, and um, there were a few callbacks. I remember something that happened was my agent said they want you to come back and meet some people. You know, they're sorry to have to bring you back. So I said, you know, do you think I'll read again? And they said, no, but if you do, it'll be the same script. And it kind of sounded like I had it. And so I went in there, and not only did I not have the job, there were like 10 other gals there. One of them was Marsha Wallace, may she rest in peace, who I'd seen her on the Bob Newhart show when I was a kid, and I just looked up to her. Another girl had won an Oscar. And I just had to say to myself, so you don't have it, but you don't not have it. And I went down to my car in the parking lot, and I just took a deep breath, and I said, you know, you got to just get back in the ring. And I did have to read, and it was a different script, but, you know, the rest is history, and it worked out okay. And I think sometimes, you know, you do get thrown curves, of course, in life. Everybody does. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't mean you can't navigate that. It just might not be the way you thought it was going to be. But sometimes it can be even better. I was just going to say, exactly. Yeah. So do you relate at all to the character of Millhouse? I mean, I think I, I heard somewhere that, you know, you you love the character because he always seems to get knocked down, but uh, finds his way back up somehow. And you know, do you think there's a little bit of Millhouse in you? 
In that sense, I do. Um, okay. Uh, the fact that he always feels that tomorrow's going to be a better day, even when it isn't, that he has that sense of hope and yeah. um, that he doesn't get permanently beaten down. I mean, he does get lose his glasses and get bullied and get wedgy, so it's not a smooth ride for sure. Right. But he seems to just keep going on, and I, and I love that about that character. Yeah. It's a, a, a beautiful way to go through life, actually. It is. I mean, has, he has blue hair, and I dyed yeah. the end of my hair purple. Oh. It, uh, there was one thing where I thought, well, you take don't take life too seriously. If you dye your hair purple, you can't. So I did it. Did you? Is it is it purple now? Uh, the it's end. Are... Oh, I see. I love it. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> are you how are you keeping it like that for a while? I am, yes. Yeah. I I still enjoy it. So, who knows? Yeah. You know. That's that's great. So so tell me about what it was like to work with your husband because he he's you know as a part, obviously he's very major part in the film and he you said it director or yes producer? he's also okay. a playwright and oh. frankly. We couldn't we couldn't write together because we were both, um, I wouldn't say necessarily A type personalities, but we it just didn't work for us to write together. <laughs> we yeah. tried that, you know. We we wanted to keep the marriage intact. Yeah. <laughs> but in terms of the documentary, it's been fantastic. Mm. We um, he's a great director and. You know, he knows me, and I know him, and I trust him. And mm. I felt like I really needed to work with people whom I trusted on this because it was so personal. And believe it or not, before the documentary, I was incredibly private. And I'm going to have to realize that that's not going to necessarily stay forever. But, I mean, I wasn't on social media or anything. And suddenly I felt like, well, there's a bigger purpose here. You know, like sometimes, like I think we all feel like, why are we here, mm -hmm. and what the heck are we doing? I know mm -hmm. I do, and I felt mm -hmm. like hopefully this can help other people who've fallen through the cracks to know that, you know, they aren't forgotten, that things can be better, and they will be better if they, you know, keep on hunting or keep on going or whatever it takes. Yeah, yeah. It was that the impetus for you wanting to do the documentary? Like, what was the... Yes. There's always little whispers, I, I call them, you know? Um, well, that's good, yes. But what was the final brick to hit you over the head? <laughs> you know, what was it that... It was... <laughs> when my house was falling down on me, you mean? Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I... Uh... I don't know that there was a particular aha moment. It was just this nagging sense that I needed to do this. Mm. I don't know really where that came from, but it was like a purpose bigger than myself, yeah. um, a reason why I'm here. I've yeah. always had the experience that total strangers will tell me their most intimate secrets and I think other people would find that annoying, but I actually feel like 
I like the fact that they recognize that they can trust me and that I'm, you know, see them just as another human who's struggling along and needs to talk to somebody. So that's never bothered me. But people have always come to me with their problems. So they've felt you know, I'd rather deal place. with their problems than mine. Ah. <laughs> that's a that's a really nice, it's a beautiful trait to have. Oh, it's, well, thank you. It, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I can, yeah, I can see how you'd want to do the the documentary. And, and uh, did you, so you obviously had been speaking to young girls prior to, to doing this, correct? Or was it, a, okay. Yes. So you've been doing it for a while. Yeah. What are the, what are the groups like the Boys and Girls Club? For this film, it was the Boys okay. and Girls Club of Carson. And they were okay. just lovely. The people yeah. who facilitated us going there were lovely mm-hmm. and uh this gal who works with our supervising producer who won an oscar last year by by the way uh-huh. deb blush um a gal who works with them pat harris delivia um arranged for us to go and the gentleman there was really nice and and showed us around and the girls were mm. just great you know it was a good experience and other places are like group homes or um Places like that, although, you know, sometimes I'm a little jaded, I'll say, because I didn't have a good experience to to feel like, well, if you pull back the curtain, what's this mm. place like? Mm. So I try to not be, you know, so jaded because I'm sure there's good places like, yeah. you know, Boys and Girls Club of Carson is wonderful. But I mean, some of the group homes are, are not um, some are not as good as others. Interesting. Wow, that's a yeah, that's an interesting take. Just because it's you're basing it from your own life experiences, right? That's yeah. what makes it jaded. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, at least you are, you know, doing the good that you are able to do. You know, you can only I try and like impart some uh, inspiration to young girls, and sometimes I feel like it's like seeds, you know, it's like, um, the comments, maybe, maybe they don't act on it the first time or the second time, or, or someone says something to them that could resonate and then someone else. And I, it's like, you know, it's always in there. Once, once they hear these things, once they may hear another way of thinking about life or thinking about a possibility or an opportunity, they're like little seeds that they can come back to possibly when they're in that situation. So the more people who can do what you do, um, the better. So I, I think that's just, uh, really commendable and I can only imagine how rewarding that is, you know, to do that. Yes. You know, I like what you said about planting the seeds because I feel like a lot of time it's cumulative. Mm-hmm. I remember a time where I was at, I think it was Rite Aid. I'm not sure they're there now, but in the valley in LA. Mm-hmm. And this guy came up to me and he was begging for money. And I could tell he was a drug addict. Mm-hmm. A lot of times when people are begging and you look at their shoes and they've got these Nike high tops and you go, mm-hmm. uh, I don't think so. But I don't like to give money to people 
um, because I don't like to facilitate a drug problem, but I'll always buy people food. Mm. But I remember this one particular time, and I saw something in the sky, and I looked him right in the eye, and I said, you can do better than this. Oh. And I didn't mean it to be preachy. I just felt like there was something in him where he was ready to hear that. You know, I could be totally wrong about that, but I felt like there's nothing wrong with telling him that in case he he's ready to take it in. Yeah. I think we all need to be ready to learn the lesson and sometimes it takes us longer than others, you mm-hmm. know. Uh and like you said, you plant the seed and then other people come along and plant the seed and suddenly someone's a tree. Right. Oh, dear. Exactly. And it's, <laughs> and it's never too late. So you can exactly become a tree it's at never too 18 or 88. <laughs> right, exactly. Wow. More well, rings around the trunk. Exactly. Just more rings around the trunk. <laughs> so do you uh, foresee this to be something you want to do again in the future? Maybe another documentary, another film? Um, I know you're probably at the point where you're like, I just, I just want to bask in this one and 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 put this one out there and talk about this one but in the back of your mind were you like oh this was kind of fun to work with my husband or this was kind of fun to do this and you were also this screenwriter so you know yes. I, I as you as I I'm and also a writer I'm and I oh great yeah you know I was gonna say in response to your question hush your mouth Caroline <laughs> you're like one and done <laughs> Ready. Uh, we are we are uh, batting around ideas with um, our cinematographer, who's fabulous, Michael Gordon, and uh, the three of us are like the three musketeers. We just work uh, together wonderfully, and I I feel so fortunate, you know, that it's uh, that we found each other and we have this this group and this yeah. trust and this, you know, they're That's... both Buddy and Michael are so professional and mm-hmm. creative. Um, so that's, that's great. And and we are, like I said, batting ideas around. It's just, I would like to take a week to just lie on the couch and eat bonbons after bet. it's all over. I bet. Mm, I'm, sure bon, it's been ex- bon. <laughs> I'm sure it's been extremely busy for you. Have you, uh, I'm as, and I'm assuming you've submitted it to more than one festival, or is it um, not only showing in the Newport Beach Film Festival, but where else are, can people uh, possibly see it? We are in, um, we're Heartland in Indiana. We are in Portland Festival, St. Louis. We won Best Documentary for Boston Indie Film Festival. Amazing. We're in New Jersey. We're in Lone Star in Texas. I can't remember, actually, but we've been accepted to nine festivals, so I'm very grateful and happy about that. Oh, that's exciting. And that's throughout the year, obviously. It's not all at one time, so I can see how you would be busy. <laughs> yeah. Yes, we are. Yeah. That's just through November. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, it's on a, it's on a crazy schedule. We're like the, the traveling circus. <laughs> well, at least it's no, something that no you can animals. do together. What's that? Yes. No animals in our circus. No elephants no or lions or Hinky no, circus stuff. Maybe just your dogs. <laughs> yeah. The dogs What's... like to go everywhere. Oh, I love that. That's like my dog. I have a, a, a Bernadoodle, and I swear she's like a person. So please don't treat Aww. her. 
I love all dogs. I love them. Me too. I mean, in fact, before I, I, you know, in my, in another life, I was, uh, I had a manufacturing company, uh, for, uh, pet products. So, uh, I, oh. I find myself grab it. I gravitate toward animals sometimes more than people. <laughs> just love them. Uh. Yes, sometimes it's it's easier to be with dogs. They're just oh, they're like just so soothing, and they just go with the flow all the time. Yeah, yeah. What, what kind of dogs do you have? What you said you have two. What what are they? I didn't get a uh, chance to see. I heard oh, them. <laughs> they're both rescue dogs. We always rescue. Um, one nice. is um, a Chihuahua Papillon mix, and the other one is a rescue, but he's a purebred. It's the first purebred we've ever had. He is uh, uh, King Charles. Oh, okay. And he never barks, and the other one makes up for it. Yeah, that's usually the yeah. case. There's usually one. And assertive. But she thinks she's the guard dog, you know. It's always the small ones. I call it the Napoleon complex. Yeah, it's always yeah. a small one. <laughs> Going after the big dogs at the park yeah. and we're like, you know, you'd be a snack for him and she doesn't totally. care. Yeah, yeah. Well, it just gives them their personality. So I like it. Yeah, I <laughs> so agree. So you, you had mentioned that you weren't on social media before. It sounds like you had to recently change that. And yes. uh, now you're... <laughs> Do you have a love-hate relationship with it now or... Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm still, and and part of it is probably because I'm a technological moron, so I'm probably resentful because I'm, you know, not the sharpest one. You're getting out of your comfort zone. You were able to log into into Riverside. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, we did, we did record a little thing, like a 20 second thing for Instagram a couple of days ago. And some other people are posting stuff. I'm still, you know, clueless. Yeah. But uh, we are wow. going to be on social media. We are now, I guess. Okay. So I'm hoping people will come. You know, this is this is next week. So I hope people come to Newport I, I and that they enjoy the film and that it resonates with them. Absolutely. Well, I, I'm excited to be there. Are you going to have a question and answer session at all? Are you going to, I'm sure you're going to speak afterwards we are okay we okay. are for sure i think for sure the first night we are okay okay wonderful and i don't know about the second day yeah. i'm You'll taking see how the one first screening at a yeah. time <laughs> well uh if you can uh share where people can find you on instagram and wherever else uh and for, there's a website where people can find you and all of that um i would be happy to share if you want to Share that with us. Do you remember Thank your you. Instagram I don't handles? I don't. Okay. I don't know what that is. Well, I, I will but, get uh, it from you after and, and then share it. <laughs> great. Thank um, you. Such a, and I told you. I'm yeah. living up to my moniker, yeah. Caroline. That, that's okay. You, I, I have faith in you. <laughs> you'll, <laughs> yeah. you'll get there. Um, so, you know, regards to the film itself, it is, uh, going to be screening for, uh, one night and one day in, uh, Newport beach at the big Newport four. So Tuesday, October exactly. 17th at 7 45 PM and Wednesday, October yeah. 18th at three o'clock PM. Uh, and exactly. uh, people have a chance to, to 
hear you speak and um i think it would be a, a very insightful evening and um yeah just for people to uh get to know you a little bit more and in a little deeper way and um hopefully come across inspired you know as you'd mentioned um that even though there are uh, tough times uh, that one may go through that there is, as you said, always a light at the end of the tunnel. And hopefully one it's not the, a train. <laughs> <laughs> one of the things I like to impart to the girls is that you're not defined by the experiences you've had, mm -hmm. um, no matter how bad they are. It's like one person can break a nail and it's like, oh, this is the end of the world. And you can have a mom who's lost a child from a drive-by, and somehow they get through it. So I feel like, you know, that's a very extreme example, but that's happening to a lot of families. Um, um, I was going to say, even though I don't know our our Instagram handle, um, was that right, the Instagram handle? Yes. <laughs> People can go to... Uh, Newport Beach homepage and click on feature documentaries and then go to Jailhouse to Millhouse. Perfect. And I think there's something on the internet that says Jailhouse to Millhouse that you can click on that and just see more about the film. Yes. Or okay. And I'll include those links too. And it's the uh, Newport Beach Film Festival's homepage. Yes. 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 Wonderful. Okay. Well, mm. I am... Uh, so excited to have had you on and um, I'm sure my uh, my husband has two boys and they're probably going to be super excited that I was speaking with you because they uh, love The Simpsons and <laughs> we watched oh. it together as a family. Um, so uh, this is uh, really fun. <laughs> well, it's been absolutely it's a delight speaking same, with you and meeting you, Caroline. Same, same, same. So um, I wish you all the success in the world with your your film and and in life and as a doggy mom and <laughs> all of the above so and i look forward to meeting you in person in uh, on tuesday yes <laughs> that would be right. great looking forward uh, to same and i'll i'll share uh this conversation with you and and we can go from there so uh pleasure and enjoy the rest of your uh your monday <laughs> Okay. okay, you too. Bye. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye. Bye. Oh my goodness. I loved my conversation with Pamela. I don't know if you guys noticed, but she went into character, the Millhouse character, a couple times during our chat, and I was all for it. I'm excited to see her and her film, Jailhouse to Millhouse, at this year's Newport Beach Film Festival, and I hope you get a chance to, too. I'll include a link in the show notes to find out more about her film, Jill House to Millhouse, or you can find her on Instagram at Pamela Hayden. And if you like what you hear and don't want to miss an episode, please follow, rate, and subscribe. Do all the things to support this little podcast's engine so it can keep going. If you want to find out more about The Interesting Life Podcast, you can find me at theinterestinglifepod.com, or you can follow me on Instagram at Caroline Nadine Helsing, or follow the pod at the interesting underscore life podcast. See you next time.